0: CHAPTER Two, PART A. OF BIBLE DEFENSE OF SLAVERY BY JOSIAH PRIEST. THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. SECOND SECTION Having thus ascertained, as we believe, the color of the first human beings, the question naturally rises here how there came into existence other persons of our race with different complexions, such as a jet black and the snowy white vastly varying from the original red it has long since been counted the extreme of folly to suppose that complexions so far removed in likeness as are black and white to have been produced by climate location manner of living or any such thing as many have believed this opinion that of the power of mere circumstances to produce the entire characters both of complexions and formation of the bodies of the different races of men is now given up as an error by the philosophy of the age this acknowledgment stands recorded on the pages of our encyclopedias and literary works of the time these declare that after due examination and argument that the coldest regions of the earth have not materially changed the color of the skin formation of the body and limbs or character of the hair of the heads of the different races of men though the african negro man may have dwelt ever so many ages in the coldest regions of the earth yet he is a black man still with his peculiar formation of body and more peculiar hair which is generally a perfect wool there has been effected no material change by any such causes the same is equally true as it relates to the white man who though dwelling in the lowest latitudes of the south near and on the very equator for ever so many ages has not changed in shape The character of the hair of his head nor materially in his complexion the children of white parents born in these burning climes are the very same as when born in cold countries there is no difference it is true however that the skin of such persons when exposed to the air and the rays of the sun undergo a change called tanning but this circumstance proves nothing in favor of a radical or material and final change from white to black, because this tanning is always more or less removed by a change from a hot to a colder climate. The same fixedness of character attaches to the red or copper nations over the whole earth, as neither frigid torrid or temperate climates have any effect on their complexion they remain for ever the same in the formation of their bodies the color length and straightness of the hair of the heads there is no material difference whatever their modes of living may be or wherever they may have dwelt the indians of the cold regions of the north or of the high cold latitudes of the south beyond the equator are as dark and tawny as they are in the temperate and hot regions it is the same with the arabs of the red sea on the northern as well as on the southern side in africa yes this complexion the copper color the original and first hue of the human race holding a grade between black and white is as strongly fixed in the blood of that race as is the black and white in the blood of the other two races in proof of this doctrine the changeless character of those three radical and first complexions irrespective of all contingencies we notice that on the eastern coast of africa in latitude five degrees north have been found jet black copper-colored and white inhabitants this part of africa is called the magadoxa kingdom the whites found in those regions are supposed to be the descendants of the ancient romans who once had great possessions in africa after the fall of carthage which took place bc about 140 years the greeks also from earliest time were settlers more or less in africa this fact that of white inhabitants being found resident in that negro country is stated by john leo who wrote a history of ancient africa in the arabic language procopius a greek historian of the sixth century twelve hundred years ago speaks of a race of fair-complexioned people with ruddy countenances and yellow hair, who dwelt far within the Libyan country, which is a region of Africa, south and west of ancient Egypt, who, it is likely, were of Greek and Roman origin also. The same people were found by Dr. Thomas Shaw, an antiquary, who wrote in the seventeenth century, and says that they retained their fair complexions and yellow hair although a lapse of more than a thousand years had transpired from the time of procopius and that of dr shaw the latitude of their country is between ten and twelve degrees south of the equator from the universal traveler page 467 quote in abyssinia which is a region of africa there are found a population of many tribes of various colors as black copper color and white, or nearly so. Close quote. How is this? Why does not the climate make them all black alike, if the black color of the negro is the work of climate alone? But nothing is more false than such an opinion that time cannot obliterate the distinctive traces of national or original character stamped on the first races of men was the opinion of the rev michael russell author of views of ancient and modern egypt palestine or the holy land he says in regard to the people of ethiopia who are now and have been for more than twenty three hundred years a mixed people mixed with the arabs a copper-colored race and though by their language it is impossible to distinguish one from the other yet by their physiological qualities in features and form they are easily distinguished from the arab blood however intimate the mixture might be which no length of time can obliterate the negro blood appearing as palpable as it does when mixed with the whites this author everywhere in his work respecting the ancient people of egypt and the other countries of africa carefully distinguishes the negro man or race from the other dark races and tribes not having the woolly head and the other characteristics of that family of man as to the other dark races of the earth not mixed with negro blood we have but little to do in this work our whole or chief aim being to illustrate as well as we can whatsoever properly belongs to the origin character and fortunes of the people known as the real negro men on this subject the highly popular lectures on physiology by professor lawrence maintain that the longest series of ages are found incapable of changing the negro race from their blackness whatever the climate may be see lawrence's lectures page 257 and many other parts of the work this being true of which we cannot doubt it is shown and even demonstrated that at some ancient period of time This color must have had its origin without owing to the influence of climate, and was so radically fixed by some competent power in the blood and existence of the parent of the Negro race, that no lapse of ages, climate, or other circumstances are found capable of bleaching from the blood and skin of the race, of which power we shall treat in due order. To prove this doctrine, Professor Lawrence, in the above-cited work of his, adduces, in opposition to those who endeavor to maintain the effect of climate and circumstances in producing the Negro race, instances where the different complexions of the family of man have not been occasioned by such causes. All the north of Africa, he says, is occupied by a race agreeing nearly in character with the celts of europe who are of the whites the ancestors of all the present nations of that country as well as of the anglo-americans in the year four twenty of the christian era there were thousands of the vandals white men of the ancient german race who after overrunning all italy went even into africa under the direction of their king gonderic where they conquered and totally destroyed the aboriginal race and erected a kingdom of their own which endured nearly four hundred years being destroyed at last by the arabs of this race of white men there still are thousands yet remaining in africa as well as of the more ancient greeks and romans who during thousands of years have not become negroes except by amalgamation he Lawrence states also that the islands of the indian ocean as well as those of the pacific are peopled by two distinct races of men one of these races is of a slender construction the hair curled and woolly the stature short the disposition barbarous and cruel fleeing with terror from every approach of civilization the other race is more like the indians being of a fairer skin more humane and civilized as well as intellectual the blacks or woolly heads says lawrence of these islands are the real aborigines while the other race is of a later date from whose presence the more ancient Negro man retires into the interior and mountainous districts. It is the same in the island Madagascar, as there also are found two races. One is of an olive complexion with dark long hair, but the other, the true Negro, as black as night. On the island of Sumatra, which is situated under a vertical sun, where no part of the year affords any abatement of the heat, except by the winds and rains, are found people of quite fair complexions, as well as the real Negro. In this very island, continues Lawrence, the descendants of Europeans, after the lapse of ages, are as fair as those born in the country of their parents. But the Negroes brought there from Guinea, in africa continue as deeply black as when first carried to the island as they do everywhere else but on a subject so plain and self-evident as is the fact of the changeless character of the negro complexion it would appear almost superfluous to advance arguments or to quote ancient or modern authorities in its support when at the present time, everywhere before our eyes, ocular demonstration is afforded, that neither the color nor character of that people changes, and from which we at once infer that the origin of this complexion could not have been effected by climate. In the appearance of the Negro race on the continent of America, has there one lineament of countenance or trait of bodily formation taken place during the three hundred and fifty years or more since the first settlements which promises even an approximation of a final change to white is the wool of such individuals as have not amalgamated with the whites and indians a whit less woolly than it was when they were first brought to this country if it were a true doctrine that climate acts with a force so powerful on the complexions and formations of the human body as to change the african race to whiteness in the northern countries is it not to be dreaded by all except abolitionists that the fair-skinned americans and europeans who are now flocking to africa where no doubt many of them will remain for may, in the process of time and the operation of circumstances, be all changed in their posterity to good and substantial black men and women. For if the climate of the North whitens the blacks, the climate of the South must blacken the whites. Surely it is a rule that will work both ways if it works at all, But of all this there need be no dread, as all former experience contradicts such a catastrophe. If, then, the three standing original, radical, and primeval complexions of the human race, red, black, and white, were not produced by climate, nor other natural circumstances, how, then, were they produced? In relation to the red, we have already shown the origin of that color, which was given to Adam in his creation. It remains, therefore, to be shown how the other two, the white, and especially the black, had their beginning. It was with this question that we set out at the commencement of this section, which we proceed to answer as follows god who made all things and endowed all animated nature with the strange and unexplained power of propagation superintended the formation of two of the sons of noah in the womb of their mother in an extraordinary and supernatural manner giving to these two children such forms of bodies constitutions of natures and complexions of skin as suited his will those two sons were japheth and ham japheth he caused to be born white differing from the color of his parents while he caused ham to be born black a color still further removed from the red hue of his parents than was white events and products wholly contrary to nature in the particular of animal generation as relates to the human race it was therefore by the miraculous intervention of the divine power that the black and white man have been produced equally as much as was the creation of the color of the first man the creator giving him a complexion arbitrarily that pleased the divine will this solution of the mystery of the origin of the negro's color we trust will be acceptable as there appears in the wide field of conjecture and investigation no other paths that lead to light but this the mind therefore seems hemmed in and driven to this conclusion by the arm of resistless necessity referring the cause of the negro's color to the arbitrary will and wisdom of god rather than to the feebler and ineffectual power of contingencies but lest the reader may not be as well satisfied as the writer is that in the above described manner the negro race had their origin we shall pass to other evidences of the alleged fact should we omit to do this we may be accused of relying too securely on what may be termed inferential testimony, as set forth on the above pages. It is our duty, therefore, now to labor in search of direct evidence to the point, though in fact the former to the writer seems fully sufficient. It will not be forgotten that we have said above that Ham, one of the sons of Noah, was born black, with all the peculiarities of the true woolly-headed negro man, by the direction of the divine power, and contrary to the common dictation of nature. To prove this, we shall commence with an account of a circumstance, which, at first sight, may appear of but small moment, in relation to the point desired to be proved the circumstance we now allude to is the name which was given to the youngest son of noah the father of the negro race at his birth and that name was ham but says one how can a name a mere name assist us in this pursuit we answer that the word ham in the language of noah which was the pure and most ancient Hebrew, signified anything that had become black. It was the word for black, whatever the cause of the color might have been. The same as the word black means black in the English tongue. The language spoken by Noah is acknowledged on all hands in all ages to have been the true antediluvian adamic or hebrew language but if this is supposed to be unlikely on account of the spreading out of the children of adam in their posterity over no doubt the whole earth before the flood and that from necessity the language of adam and his immediate house must have undergone changes during so many ages as was contained in sixteen hundred and fifty-six years, from the creation till the flood. Yet there are no doubts to be entertained that the language of Adam was continued in the line of Seth, which is termed the Holy Seed, or the life of the patriarchs down to Noah, and from thence to Jacob, the father of the Jews. End of chapter 2, part A.